0: The VGRT Gaming Podcast, Episode 623, recorded on August 31st, 2021.
1: Twenty third edition of the TD Gaming Podcast and four hundred and fifty sixth episode of Video Game Roundtable. I am TJ Dunzer. I am Scott Dirk, and I am Jonah Falcon. The VGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. So,
0: you said you finished reviewing something, uh, TJ. What was it?
1: Oh, I played Deathloop last week. Oh, Uh, a hands on preview of it. Oh, Okay. Um, I couldn't talk about it because it was on embargo until uh, like late last week, and they don't want any details getting out about that one that shouldn't be out beforehand. Yep. And so for those who don't know, Deathloop is a game in which you play an assassin,
0: and you're stuck in a time loop, which is funny because there's a lot of games coming out with time loops in it, like 12 minutes. So, Correct. What can you say about Deathloop? It's better than 12 minutes. <laughs> well, they're, one thing they're both completely different games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, um, dude, it's—is it uh, Quentin Tarantino's Wet Dream? It is very grindhousey. Um, mm. it, like the the main guy Colt, he is—he is—he is, he is, he is a, a character pulled straight out of a, a 60s black exploitation flick. And not in a bad way, like not in a not in a sort of gross way, but like in a just like that type of just like everything is surprising, but he's ready to kick some ass type way. And he's always got a one-liner, which I kind of love. Um, but yeah, the game is. Really interesting Like the whole premise of like The whole way in which the day works And the way in which you go back in time And what you can do with what you learn It's very very cool Because like The most important resource in the game Is information You go through a day You you don't get to Like at the beginning of the game You don't get to take weapons or, Or items back with you So you really just have to you really just there's like a there's like a machine pistol and a and like a double jump ability at the very beginning of the of the day that you find in your head in your hideout and those are like what you'll keep with you if you don't collect it, before you like move to something where you can actually build a loadout later but the point being um you you kind of just like go through these areas and you collect information throughout the day in the way of like passwords and, and the special routines of, of important people. Uh some note like notes on who's doing what at any given time. Like there's a note where you'll like you'll discover that this guy one of the one of the visionaries is setting up like a fireworks show and he'll have his fireworks at a certain place on the island at a certain time. And so you'll you'll that's something that you can use later if you can find those fireworks and make use of them you might be able to either make a distraction or kill one of the other targets or whatever but that information is the main thing that stays with you through each day and at a certain like you can you can go stealth which is how i usually handle arcane games because i like i like the stealth options they offer or you can go uh, or you can go guns blazing um, once, you get the, once you get the weapons for it. And ultimately, like, once everything started to click for me, it's... Uh, that was the sound of something clicking from... I've been for playing him. a lot of Hitman lately. And the way in which you collect information about like the, the where people are going and their routines and what they'll be doing throughout the day, it really struck me in, like, an arcane does, like supernatural hitman's type of way i really like the murder puzzle that they've put together for this game so far like and i've only had a chance to play five hours of it but it, like the way in which it vibes
0: how much of an arcane six, game
1: is it how much of an arcade game cane arcane game uh very much uh the action the the sneaking the 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 movement and then eventually the powers are all very arcane things. Um, you eventually get a, get a grenade that you can set in three different modes. You can set it to just act as a regular grenade, or you can set it as like a, a planted device where like, if anything walks past its line, it'll shoot out at them like a nail and kill them. Um, or you can set it up as a remote mine, but, um, it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like these gadgets, and then you eventually collect powers, like being able to j- blink certain amounts of distance, or being able to turn invisible. There are a few that you can get. But point being, like they uh, they really made an interesting and, and like the supernatural stuff in it too is very is seems like very on brand arcane to me. Um, the way in which you actually. Move back in time, and the way that when you discover that, like the, the science, like the science that's going on in the game beh- behind you being able to go back in time, is all very on brand of like arcane things to me. So, I had a short time to play with that. I'm very. I, this is one of the games I've been most excited about through this year, and it's like having the time to actually get my hands on it and fiddle with it and play around in the world a little bit. I'm even more... I'm, like, as excited as I've ever been for this game.
0: Yeah. And, um, unfortunately for Sony, Microsoft bought Bethesda, so it'll be on Game Pass a year later after its release, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see what Arcane does for Microsoft. You know, if they uh-huh. put them on any other... Because someone speculated... Can you imagine uh, Arcane doing a Halo game?
1: They have at least two projects that they're uh, that they're actively working on right now. Um, Whereas I, I think they announced one of them, but I keep I need to remember what it was. Uh,
0: anyway, Scott, what have you been playing?
2: I've been playing uh, more of Cold Steel Three, and I've gotten to the area or the part of the game now where I get to go back to uh, Crossbow. After it's been uh, taken over by the barbarian uh, Empire, and uh, it feels really weird to re- visit again, and nostalgic too. After you know playing the crossbow games himself, and then going through the whole uh, Cold Steel arc, or you know, at least the, the first two games, and now I'm on the third, and uh, so I get to see how the city has come along since the last time I've been there, and. Uh, really interesting um you know just to like i said to see that and the changes that have happened Uh, yep i'm enjoying that game i am looking forward to some games that are coming out in september so i'll be playing new games in the in the future uh like eastward that's coming out on uh steam and switch and uh there were some other games Uh, i i know um the Metroid Dread is coming out soon, I believe. I think that's this uh, September as well? That's October. October? Oh, okay. October uh, 8th, to be specific. What? Oh. There's
0: a lot of games that are coming out that I'm saying, oh, they're coming out now?
2: It's yeah. Like just
0: creeping up on me. But they, again, they do. I don't know why it would be creeping up on me since it's going to be September
2: tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see what else was there. There's something else now I can't remember. Uh... Uh okay games. Anyways, um
0: yeah. Uh I finished Psychonauts 2. Yeah. And um I'll discuss it later. <laughs> I don't want to discuss it right now. Um it is enough that I've actually been I haven't replayed it. I've actually decided that I was going to just um do all the post game uh cleanup, you know, just See if I can get to level 102.
2: I thought you had said something about uh, uh, the Tekken 2 not being as good as the uh, first game.
0: Um, I still like the first game better. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. What's uh, there's one power that comes at 102, which turns off the cooldowns for everything. But that, but at that point, um. Is it worth anything? I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, not only will the game be over, but all the... I think all of the uh, uh, minds will be cleared. It would be sort of like doing it for nothing. I wish there was some sort of carryover, like a new game plus, in which I kept all the powers that That's I had in the beginning. That's
1: what I say. I kind of wish... When you bring that up, was like, I wish the game had a new game plus, in which you just had all those powers and, all, and the 102 rank for it.
0: Because I don't understand... The point of having that 100 and that power that you get at, at 102, in which you have no cooldowns anymore. Anyways, um, I've also previewing and going to review a certain game. Um, I can't talk about it now. I'll talk about it next week. And there are already things in it that I have issues with. And um. Uh, uh, TJ's watched me play the earlier version uh, the uh, 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 an earlier version of it uh, uh, when I streamed it and I'm probably going to stream it on September 2nd which is when the uh, the uh, the, um, non-disclosure agreement uh, for streaming expires on the 2nd then in general on the 5th which is odd to me but I don't know just just Join me on Twitch at JonahFalconNYC to watch me play this game. <laughs> um, I will say, there's a lot of things they fixed, which I appreciate, but then they fixed things that were perfectly fine in the previous game. And there's an old saying, you know, don't fix it if it ain't broke. And they tried to fix something that wasn't broken. Hmm. Which irritated the hell out of me.
2: And then they don't fix the things that are broken.
1: It's funny, too. There there are a lot of big titles coming out in September. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected lands in, in September. Uh, Deathloop, of course. Um, I forgot about Eastward, but that game is cool as hell. Um... And then October is, of course, going to have Metroid Dread, Far Cry 6. Um, Yeah,
0: they actually had a stream of Far Cry 6 on the Xbox Series X today, which I missed.
1: I'll have to get back to that. Uh, Back for Bloodlands in October.
0: I'll probably be playing that on PC. I can't imagine playing that with a controller.
1: Mario Party Superstars lands in October. I love Mario Party games.
0: I'm going to vomit now. (laughs) Do you I not get, want I, there there needs to be more party games. You know, what, you know what they haven't released oh. in a long while, which I'm shocked at. When was the last time they had a WarioWare game release?
1: I don't know, but you know what else lands in October, which is arguably, arguably going to be the better party game.
2: It's Windows Super 11.
1: Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yeah, that huh. looks so good. Really. Yeah, they brought like the first. It's the first Monkey Ball, second Monkey Ball, and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe, and they polished them up. They uh, they've been. They brought back a bunch of the party games that they released in across all of them, um, and they've been adding all sorts of different characters to the game. Like you'll be able to play as Sonic and in- Sonic and Tails. You'll be able to play as because uh, as uh, the main character. Ah,
0: just for you, Just so that people know, this is going to be extremely multi-platform. It's going to be on everything.
1: It's they're, they're bringing back, they're putting in the protagonist from, or Kiryu, Kiryu, from uh, Yakuza. You can play as him. You can play as. Beast,
0: Why are you playing uh, Kiryu Kazma? Kazma Kiryu?
1: <laughs> because he's is trying he to just ball. punch you people. spin him to get bananas.
0: There's no, there's no benches for him to pick up and whack people with in that game.
1: <laughs> like literally, this is like a Sega All Stars game. They, uh, they put Beat from Jet Set Radio in there. And then they put Morgana from Persona 5 in there, which is just hilarious and great. It's backwards
0: compatible, but I really wish they would do another Jet Set Radio future. For sure.
1: Um, but, like, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, it just looked like a, a hanky-danky old remake at first, a remaster at first. But they have been, like, Sega has been putting everything into this game. And I'm really excited for it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Sega's rediscovering the PC, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, who do you think uh, published Humankind? By the way, um, I'm trying to like Humankind, but there's too many bad decisions in that game. Mm. Feedback is horrible. I mean, here's the thing with Civilization, right? You play it, you immediately know the feedback that's going in and on, right? You immediately know... In humankind, it's a little too obtuse. It needs
2: it needs the feedback that civilization will give you. The feedback, as in you've made a bad decision or something, or
0: am I? If I do this, what will that mean? Oh, you know. And yes, good decisions, bad decisions. I can't help but feel like I'm being railroaded a bit when I play it. Civilization, you can do every, anything you want, you know. If it's a bad decision, yeah, it'll be a bad decision, but it's not going to end the game for you, at least not on godlike or or one of those ridiculous uh, uh, difficulty DVD, levels. Yeah,
2: DVD level. But
0: <sighs> Humankind, uh, they... <sighs> they need they need to learn how to make you know what you're doing uh-huh. and even a civ expert like me sometimes i just get confused you know sometimes i think okay these are outposts what about you know aside if i if i um have an outpost uh, linked up to another one uh, another city what does that mean exactly you know that sort of thing. This is the sort of game that would have probably had a manual two inches thick.
2: Yeah, but I I definitely miss those days of having a nice big manual to sit and read and see all the details of the game.
0: But you don't those anymore. Maybe I should play on. See, they have the three tutorial modes, right? Just like Civilization. And I've been playing on. You've played a 4X game before. I'm just gonna. Next time I play, I'm gonna put it on. I've never played a, a strategy game ever in my life, and maybe it'll be a little bit more. Maybe it'll tell me more. Because Humankind is way too obtuse, and I'm looking already looking forward to Humankind too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I can see where you're coming from with that. Like, it, there were definitely times where I felt like I. In a campaign I felt like I made the wrong decisions At certain points And it just like Headed me off in a direction Where I felt like I needed to go back to a much A much prior save
2: Yeah
0: Speaking of Sega You know that Total Warhammer 3 Is supposed to come out this year It is But it doesn't have a release date It all is 2021 I mean some people think it's going to be November 4th But I don't know yeah, no sign of it yet. I will say that also that... Um, I think it's odd Halo has a December eight release date, because everybody and their mother thought it was going to be something like November 22nd. Because that was the launch of the first Halo. Mm-hmm. So. Um, more Starfield news came out. Um, well, tidbits. I mean, they showed off three cities... And basically it was just a description of the cities, you know. Like here's New Atlantis. New Atlantis is the first city where there's all this diversity and then you have Neon which is um
2: I think that's the drug pl- uh, the drug city. Yeah, that's <laughs> out on the water and it's built on a platform and they have these uh fish that I guess do a psychi- psychedelic drug thing, but Yeah, that's nothing there. like rapture or anything. <laughs> Uh, so it's I guess it's the Pleasure City.
0: Yeah. And then you have the um, the criminal city, or at least the um, outlaw city, where there are very few rules. But at least it's starting to shape up. And, I don't know, are these cities going to be hubs? Or are they going to be, you know, how's it going to fit within the game world? Because the, uh, they seem to imply that you can wander around the city, so they're just... Part of the game world, so they're not exactly hubs.
2: I mean, they sound like hubs, like like the cities in uh, Skyrim, like uh,
0: yeah, well, the cities city. like Skyrim, which you walked in But by hubs, I mean an area that's separate. You know, you just when you enter it, you're now in a in an instance.
2: Oh, um, I, I don't know how. I mean, it's a single player game, right? So I, yeah. I would. Oh wait, no, I think it's co-op. I think there's a co-op faction uh, part of it. I don't know, maybe it is co-op. Um, um
0: more and more uh, more and more news about Star Citizen co- is coming out and it's looking really really good. And it should after all these years. But I'm really interested in playing now. I'm just not going to spend several hundred dollars on a spaceship.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't don't spend that much money.
0: And I'm wondering how much of Squadron 42 is going to take place in the environment that they're doing for Star Star Citizen. For those who don't know, Squadron 42 is the single-player element uh, uh, version of Star Citizen, which is being sold separately. Hmm. So anyways, um, we're going to move on to game news. Windows 11 launches on October 5th, and this comes to us from PC Gamer. Microsoft has announced the official Windows 11 release date, with October 5th being the fateful Tuesday in question. The announcement was uh, delivered by the Windows blog today, saying that this is when the free update upgrade to Windows 11 will begin rolling out to eligible Windows 10 PCs. It's not going to be an instant thing, however, as Microsoft's uh, rolled phase out, means that it's only going to be expected... Expecting "quote unquote" all eligible devices to be offered the free upgrade to Windows 11 by mid-2022. <coughs> this October 5th date is also when new PCs will be start sold, uh start being sold with a pre uh, preloaded uh, Windows 11. Calling this the first version of the new year of Windows, the company also detailed 11 highlights for the new operating system. The main point for uh, Windows PC uh, gamers is the Microsoft assertion that Windows 11 delivers the best Windows for gaming. It might be hi- a rather hyperbolic, hyperbolic statement, considering there's only three things Windows 11 brings for game gamers uh, on top of Windows 10, auto-HDR, direct storage, and heavy integration of Games Pass. Um, so and I like, the f- I like the fact that it's going to be free upgrade. I don't have to buy another Windows.
2: Well, I know I've been hearing that there's a very restrict, or strict... Uh, uh, there are some computers that won't that.
0: be able to run Windows 10, but it's not as as many as you think it is.
2: Oh, I, I don't know if my computer's capable. I mean, I bought it... They have the, you know. they have the test on...
0: Just go to Windows Blog, and they have the uh, test, and they'll say, oh, your computer can or it can't. And people who thought it can't, it can. I think there's something... there's. There's a conflict with a with a certain video card. Um, I think the Ryzen video cards. TJ.
1: I do believe so. Yeah. There were some folks that had like some beefy PCs that were uh, that were that it kept telling them, "No, your system can't run Windows 11," and they were like, well, "What? Why not?" That's like they, they, they don't like It don't like your card. And and then they realized that there was something going on with one of the cards that was like. It just doesn't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I might be getting a gaming laptop sometime in the next year.
1: Yeah, um, now that they're starting to finally get the NVIDIA 3000 series GPUs into laptops, it's probably get looking. <coughs> it's it's getting more towards being a good time for it. And auto HDR sounds nice, too. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: um, I'm not a fan of direct storage. I mean, I don't really care about having uh, a cloud storage. I've never really trusted that. I mean, people have it, but I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, you, you, you have these Google Docs and all of those documents are <coughs> there. Um, and I, I see, like, the 20 or 30 hundred uh, uh, games show notes that are still on there so they haven't got anywhere
0: I'm wonder about heavy integration of Games Pass I mean I do game, Games Pass
2: for Ultimate that, I already do, have do it do think they're trying to compete with Steam or something
0: so, I don't know um well not as much as you think since the, Microsoft is releasing games on both Windows 10 and Steam mm. um but I think Games Pass... Well, Games Pass is not in competition with Steam, at least not yet. I don't think there's going to be a way for Steam to have games that are free for... Oh, God. You, uh, Steam decides to do that. Have subscription games. a uh, Subscription Games Pass. But anyways. I think... Uh, I'll laugh if it, if it means that my, my PC boots up like an Xbox...
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I know this has been a beta, but I'm probably gonna watch and see what the first adopters do, and like what comes out after. Like once the 1.0 hits, I don't want to be first wave Windows 11. Well, are you afraid that it's gonna just wipe your hard drive, <laughs> I break mean, your computer? I- Thankfully I have I keep a backup hard drive in this case and I back it up and I do a backup every month so I'm not so worried about that so much as I just don't want stupid things to fry my very the the thing I do most of my work on on a daily basis
0: By the way have you heard about the new PS5s I have if they're using cheaper materials and they're using a smaller um, heat sink, so that it actually runs hotter.
1: Yes, that's what I heard, which is a concern because that thing already runs hot. It runs <laughs> so hot that they needed a double-sided fan to push the hot out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's five degrees hotter from what I understand.
1: Which is and a, concern.
0: a concern. They're also not using copper. And here's the thing. Um, the entire reason for this is not Sony is being cheap because they want to save on save on PS5s. The reason is they want to put more PS5s out there, and the materials are just not there. Copper is incredibly hard to find, and they're, they're just trying to get as many out there as possible. Because the fact of the matter is, is that there's not a great attach rate for the PS5 because people don't have PS5s, and they're all being... Um, they're all being uh, uh 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 scalped. And speaking of scalping, also, remember that fancy Xbox Series X we were talking about last week? Yeah, they're all scalped.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's an I don't think that's a trend that's going away anytime soon.
2: Yeah. Like
0: I said, Microsoft would just have the subscription. You know, oh, I don't know what they called it, Xbox Access or something like that, and. Just force people to have an Xbox uh, uh, um, Games Pass Ultimate subscription as well. Scalpers don't want that. That's how I got my Xbox Series X. Because the only people who were buying them using the access were people who actually wanted to own an Xbox Series X. I'm not paying mine forward. And there's a, they're giving away, um, they're, they have a subscription for Psychonauts 2 Xbox Series X. Have you seen it? I have not. It is really, <laughs> talk about modding. <laughs> um, it's the uh,
1: Psy King's uh, level splattered all over the Xbox Series X. That sounds dope as hell. I love that level. It's my favorite level in the whole game.
0: A lot of people think that's their favorite level in the entire game.
1: I don't think, I know. Oh, I do like Compton's Cookout too. In which that you're playing overcooked. <laughs> but uh I love Psychic's level because it's basically like somebody said, What if we just made the yellow submarine and put it in a brain level in Psychonauts?
0: Here, I'm gonna show you I'm putting the link in and you're gonna <laughs> No. What was it doing? That's not what the kind of sharing I wanna do. <sighs> you know, Say what you want about Skype. It just really annoys me sometimes. I just want to send a simple message, and it's...
2: Well, we could record on Discord.
0: Mm, that's... no. It's, it's easier this way because I have the software for this. Right. Um, damn it. Where is the... Oh, here we are. No, that's not it. There we are. Er, chat Okay. Okay. Tell me how that looks, uh, 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 TJ. Also, also, the controller is modded too.
1: Dude, that looks awesome. Yep. I <laughs> so definitely. I hope I win. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, the only thing I'm thinking is, oh geez, I hope that ventilates well. <laughs> I, I, I think you might have to take the top off, that pyramid top, before you, you play. That's frost on the back. What?
1: Still got the exhaust on the back.
0: True. But just the controller is great.
1: Yeah. Dang, what a cool design.
0: Yep. You can also rotate it. You see all the eyeballs. <laughs> Flash it all over the thing. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. I only put in one entry, so if I win, I'll let you know. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. Anyways, we're going to move on to the next item. Go ahead, TJ, since I think you wrote this
1: article. Nintendo Switch Online may be getting Game Boy games soon, from Shack News. Rumor has it that Nintendo may be gearing up to launch Game Boy and Game Boy Color libraries for Nintendo Switch Online very soon. Reports of Nintendo and its plans to introduce a Game Boy library to the Nintendo Switch Online subscription were reported by Nintendo Life, as well as uh, the Nate the Hate podcast. According to the latter, featuring a known Nintendo insider, Nintendo may be preparing to launch Game Boy and Game Boy Color libraries in the next few weeks. It's worth noting that when Nintendo launched the NES and SNES online libraries, it included about 20 games in each lineup. If Nintendo was indeed gearing up to add Game Boy games, a similar offering could be expected. Nintendo has added new games to the NES and SNES libraries and the Nintendo Switch online libraries every every few months or so. We've got titles from the from very well-known and mandatory editions like the original Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Super Mario World to much lesser-known gems like City Connection and Magical Drop 2. I have all sorts of games that I would want to see come to this. It's probably going to be uh, every Pokémon ever released. <laughs> I mean, Pokémon red, blue, and yellow feel mandatory. Um... And then after that, the original Kirby's Dreamland. You have Tetris. You have Doctor Mario. Tetris and Doctor Mario, yes. Um, there's a There's the final uh, Final Fantasy Legend. What is it? I think it's Final Fantasy Legend.
2: Yeah, that, they think they have released that on Steam. The Final Fantasy Legend Collection is uh, coming out on Steam, but it'd be cool to see it on this as well.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, they and there are a bunch of others too like the the game boy games there's so many good ga- good memories on game boy and game boy color i uh the, like i don't know like this this they've kind of been like it's been such a slow crawl seeing the 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 games come out on a uh, on SNES and NES Online. Nintendo and
0: Sony just want you to buy the old games over again. You know, they have to have... If you're going to have a Game Pass, have the mentality that EA and, and Microsoft have. Say, we're going to give you a lot of shit. We're going to give you everything we possibly can.
1: Oh, I almost forgot that there was a really good Mario Tennis game on Game Boy Color. Yeah. That was one of my favorite versions of the game.
0: Oh well, you also have all the the no wait that's that's DS because which Castlevania uh, games hit the uh, hit the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color? What's up? Which Castlevania games hit the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color? Bell Monster Revenge. Okay, because um, I remember that Order of Ecclesia I think was on the DS. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was on DS.
0: Um, you also have
1: um, the Metroid games as well that were on Game Boy. Uh, Metroid. Metroid. He's yeah, in. Metroid Two came out exclusively on Game Boy, and then the Wario games started on Game Boy. Yeah.
2: You
0: know, Nintendo. I don't know why I was thinking Nintendo this long. I mean, they should have had GBA games and uh, by now on the on the service.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I mean yeah they have been so incredibly slow about moving these things along uh, they they got to the point where like they were releasing games like like games that nobody ever heard of or ever asked for on the s n e s like i I forget what the last crop was, but it like was barely even worth
2: reporting on yeah I, I don't know how they're deciding on this releasing the games uh like that.
1: Let me see here. Yeah, like, who asked for Tough Enough and Prehistoric Man? <laughs> Doomsday oh, Warrior? I don't... Like, some of these are just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Oh, God, I remember Tough Enough.
1: <laughs> it was actually... It was originally Dead dead Dance... Claymates. Everybody remembers the seminal Super Nintendo title, Claymates. Oh, don't don't not Clay Fighters. I'll have to slap a bitch. No Clay Fighter is fine. Claymates. I don't know. Um, but no, like I'm 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 gonna be happy if Game Boy Online launches this coming month. It'll be a nice, delightful surprise to see uh to be able to just play. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color games whenever I feel like it on the Switch, if that happens.
0: You know, speaking of Street Fighter 2 clones, which tough enough was, uh, well, it's not a clone, but um, are you going to be picking
1: up King of Fighters Fifteen? I don't know yet. That was that was given a release date of February 2022, I do believe. Really? Yes. I could have sworn it was going to be this year. They thought so, but then they pushed it back due to issues with COVID.
2: Anyways, uh, we're going to go on to the next item. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. Konami is switching off Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain PS3, Xbox 360 servers. This is from Eurogamer. Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain's online services for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 are being terminated by publisher Konami. Beginning today, players will no longer be able to make purchases within the game, Metal Gear Online Related DLC will then be withdrawn from sale from the 30th of November. Next year, the whole game will be removed from digital storefronts beginning on the 1st, March 2022. All online services will then be switched off from the uh, May 31st, 2022. Even after the date, of course, you'll still be able to play. The Phantom Pain Offline, Hideo Kojima's Swansong for the series, will remain mostly playable apart from its so-so Metal Gear Online mode. There is also no mention of a shutdowns on other platforms. Konami has not specifically said what all this might mean for Phantom Pain's infamous nuclear disarmament event, which plays a hidden cutscene if everyone on the game's platform decides to disarm their notes. Uh, sounds really bad for those who want to keep playing this game later on down the line. Well, I think...
0: Uh, here's the thing. The single a play- single player of that uh, Phantom Pain... Had online connectivity. Even um, the thing is that it's being removed from digital storefronts completely on March twenty, you know, March twenty twenty two, and I'm wondering why. I mean, unless this is really a dick move by Konami to further punish Adeo Kojima. <laughs> um, is, there, is there is there licensed music on it that they don't want to pay for?
2: I don't get it. I guess this is why people are against uh, always online because games that are always online. And, well, you, you can know, still play it. It's like, not going to be unplayable. Yeah.
0: I mean, here, but the th- here's the thing: what about that game makes them have to remove it from digital storefronts? What licensing re- agreement is being is being removed, and no one knows. Is there licensed music in the game, at uh, TJ?
1: Um, I do believe that... Uh, <laughs> I know they had a, a, a famous singer on one of the songs. I don't know that that would matter that much, though.
0: To me, it's like it's just like Konami is just continue to give the middle finger to Hideo Kojima. <laughs> hey, you like this game that, that you made for us under protest? Well, guess what? Fuck you, it's gone now.
1: Mm. And sadly, like, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but... There are a lot, like, that stands to happen to Death Stranding, if anything ever happens to Kojima Productions, because there are a lot of aspects of Death Stranding that don't work without online. Like, it's a single-player game, but with multiplayer aspects of it, like... Like, being able to see other people's infrastructure in the world when they build, like, bridges or ramps or bikes and then leave them out in the, the countryside for you to discover. And if you don't have an online connection, then you can't access
2: any of that. That reminds me of Dark Souls. You wouldn't be able to see everybody's comments and ghosts, and you wouldn't be uh, – you wouldn't have enemy players invading your forget game. forget
0: that. You wouldn't have, yeah, I was about to say you wouldn't have any invasions. Yeah. Which is the game that has not invasion invasions, but also
1: people who come and help you? Is that Demon Souls uh, or Dark Souls Three? That's both. You can join. You can join like covenants in which uh, you can invite people to come help you either clear a section or kill a boss. Right. Anyways,
0: <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next item. NBA 2K22 reveals next-gen features for PS5, Xbox Series X, and not PC. And this comes from Shaq News. Earlier this week, 2K unveiled a new gameplay trailer for NBA 2K22, showing off some new features that will be exclusive to the next generation of consoles. NBA 2K22 is touting a brand-new defensive AI, which revamps the shot contest and blocking systems as currently People currently know them. On the offensive end, people will find a new shot meter that dynamically expands when taking high-quality shots with good shooters. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, can they stop fooling around with a friggin' shot meter? They sh- they've they been fooling around with each and every of the past few NBA 2Ks. It's going kind to of be hard to, you know... Anyway, the meter will shrink significantly with lower-quality shooters, defensive pressure, and fatigue. If you're looking for more style points, you can in- utilize a new dunk style creator to show off your dunking prowess. While those features look to be available on every platform, players are also going to find some features exclusive to the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. This not only includes enhanced visuals, but also takeover perks, which can be unlocked to enhance existing takeover abilities. Unfortunately, there looks to be one minor detail in in Monday's reveal. The next-gen exclusive features are still being locked to the next-gen console versions. However, those features will not be available on PC for reasons. NBA 2.22 will be released on September 10th on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. I find that bizarre that it's not available on PC. I wonder why that is. Is it because of modding, or... Hmm. Because there is no gen for PC. PC is always current gen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I... I guess partially it would be – no, I don't know, because like it, it's not like a keyboard thing. Oh.
0: It's just weird, that's all. Um, and I wonder if – it. the only thing I could think of is that – see, the, the difference between PCs and, and consoles is that PCs can have a random architecture. Not everybody's PC is the same. As a matter of fact, it's almost no two PCs are the same unless you bought it at Dell or something. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think if the optimists and people might think, well, they're just getting ready to have a really kick-ass version of the PC version at some point. Hmm.
1: Has it can has it like traditionally been also like simultaneous release on PC with everything?
0: Lately, yes. Um, I think since 20... I mean, I remember 2015 came out the same, uh, same day as the console versions. And I still have it on Steam. I don't know. It's just very strange. I will not be buying it. I will be renting it. For obvious reasons. Because I want to see what virtual currency is going to do with it. Yeah. Because it's just... It's, NBA 2K22 has just been so distorted by my, by the by Madden Ultimate Team. It's just I want a game that is that is single player only.
1: Yeah, and I mean I w- like, and the, the common theme that I've heard with sports games is that obviously they pour all the money into the microtransaction end of it where you try to design your your ultimate team uh, your ultimate or whatever I think I forget what 2K's version of that is but they have a version of it and
0: now, here's the thing what really annoys me is that they pour all their money into shit like NBA TV which I don't care about right all these are oh we have this rapper who's going to be included in the game uh, what's it called I don't care I don't care
1: they made Wiz Khalifa a uh, a player in Madden that one year.
0: I don't give a shit. Why not Why would I Khalifa. care about that? Why you in, Why are you putting? Does that really sell Madden games? And oh, by the way, Madden NFL 22 is released, and people are dumping on it already.
1: Because it's, it's Madden, and it's horrible, and it's probably horrible. I like, would almost bet money it's horrible.
0: <sighs> At some point, I'd like people not to buy Madden. You know. Yeah. Well.
1: Because they're yeah. not learning any lessons. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. Well, the
0: lessons out they're, out they're learning, is they can, they can, they can dump single player all they like, and people will still buy the game and still, and still send them money for the Madden Ultimate Team. That's what they're learning. You know, they're not going to learn anything unless people stop paying. Yeah. And then they signed the agreement with the NFL to 2027.
1: Yep, and like here, I'm looking at our review on Check News right now, and it's like one of the one of the biggest cons that stands out to me is technical issues and bugs that were pre that were present in previous games. It's like why not fix the things that are broken instead of just trying to add more shit?
0: You know what? Here's the answer. Why did do people still pay for this shit?
1: Of course
0: they do they and do then the why what incentive did they? here's the thing Pokemon's not going to get any better either because for them they don't give a shit about the game they just care about merchandise
1: that's not entirely true that's pokemon entirely Legend. true that is pokemon, extremely true pokemon legends arceus actually looks like it's going to be a really interesting yeah keep,
0: keep, keep, keep thinking that keep thinking that there uh tj I will that. keep
1: thinking of that because it is—it's like an entirely different type of game. Yeah, Whatever.
0: You know what? They—they—they they put no effort into the video games at all, and that uh, new games included, because they don't need to. The only thing those games are good for is introducing new Pokemon to sell us plushies.
1: True, but also, screw you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, okay. by the way, looking at the. Um, <laughs> Looking at here's the user scores for Madden NFL 22, PC 0.4, PlayStation 4, uh, 5 0.3, Stadia 0.7, uh, Xbox One 0.6, Xbox, One, uh, Xbox Series X 0.6. They're just trashing it on user reviews. And here's the thing, this is not review bombing. Just so you know. This is not like people giving it a negative review because they're being trolls. No, 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 no. This is These are actual reviews from users. And they go into why it sucks. They These are not short reviews, a lot of these guys. It's like they're just going on and on and on about specific things. So this is not review bombing. This is literal people who play in the game, who care about football, because um, here's the dirty little secret about gaming magazines and gaming sites. A lot of people associated with, say, IGN or, or you know, 1UP and stuff like that. I don't even know if 1UP exists anymore. GameSpot, they don't really play sports games. They don't care about sports games. So long as it runs and the pass is thrown, then they'll say, oh, you know what? It looks good. Thumbs up. There are very few sites which will dare give negative reviews from Madden. Or at least care to. Have someone who actually specializes in sports games. Mm -hmm. And it's sad, but true. I mean, IGN finally gave it a 60. (laughs) Shaq News gave it a 60. Yes.
1: But I mean, like there it's not like the it's not like the whole game is uns, uh, unsalvageable it's just that there are a bunch of things that continue to suck that they don't fix
0: well here's the thing um a lot of things that the users are complaining about game uh, gaming sites don't don't really cover like ai and how terrible it is how the blockers misblocks how defenders will will robot you know and go out and, and plays will develop in in unrealistic ways you know I is there is there a franchise anymore in Madden I mean really
1: yes it's bad it's called face of the franchise I don't care
0: <laughs> I don't care I'll rent Madden because I want to get an achievement from it so that I can complete my uh, Xbox Ambassadors tasks, and then I'll just send it back.
1: Here's how the face of the franchise... Here's how Franchise Mode has worked in Madden for, like, the last three or four games. Oh,
0: I know. It sucks. You, you, you become a GM. You, uh, you get you, GM points. You start on the high school. Or, uh, oh, no, I'm not talking about the career mode. I'm talking about Franchise. Ah, uh, okay. Franchise sucks, because it's... it's Unambiguously single player, so it, it gets ignored. The here's the here's the, you know how bad Madden is. They don't they it doesn't generate rookie stats. It copies older players. That's how bad Madden NFL 22 is. They fuck up the one really interesting thing that I find in any football game, and that's the draft, uh, scouting and draft. But EA is bragging hey, we got 10 colleges for for our uh, face of the franchise mode. Woohoo! I don't care. You know what's interesting is that um, if. EA is able to get college licensing. Just do random players. And here's the thing about that. People seem to think I give a shit about real-life college players. Guess what? I don't. If I was playing college football last year, I wouldn't give a shit who Mac Jones was. If Mac Jones is not in the game, I'm not going to say, Oh, no, well, I'm not going to play this game. I just... Have you actually played Madden?
1: Not in a long time. Like, every time I see a, every time I see the newest reviews for it, everything looks poured into modes that I don't care for.
0: Yeah. I mean, Game Pass now has EA Pass, but uh, EA Pass is not doing Madden 22 just yet. At some point, it'll be plopped on Madden. Uh, it'll be plopped on, on EA Pass slash Game Pass. Because here's the thing. Um, and they do the same thing with NBA 2K because they don't care if they, they could give the game away. They're still going to make millions, billions of dollars. Because selling the game is not how they make their money.
1: Uh-huh.
0: They make their money on whales who will spend hundreds of dollars on, on Madden on Ultimate Team cards. And then you have other games, you know, oh God. You know that the, the uh, Maximum Football God it is terrible. Which reminds you that sports games are hard. They're hard to make.
1: Yeah, I get the vibe that they're that like. <laughs> I get the vibe that like sports games aren't going to change until, or at least Madden and Two K aren't going to change until they ditch the. Until they ditch the pretty much the yearly release, doing the same stupid mistakes over and over again model, and finally put out an edition that it's just straight up the same game they keep updating over and over and over again. Like basically what they're about to do with uh, what Konami is about to do with uh, Pro Evolution Football. And I oh by you. the way, let's not forget MLB The Show because it broke
0: my heart playing MLB The Show this year on Xbox. And the road to the show segment is eviscerated, and it is the dullest shit. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to buy a PlayStation 3 and play one of the earlier MLB the Shows.
1: Supposedly NCAA 2007 is the is the last good, uh, or no NCAA 2014. That's the one. Everybody says that's the last good. Uh, that was one of the last good football games.
0: Uh, the gameplay sucked, but at least it was, wasn't was over-the-top suck. <laughs> there are a lot of things. I own it, um, and I play it on my 360. NCAA Football 14. Um, the game that I play on my 360, my sports game, is NCAA, Basque, uh, NCAA uh, College Hoops 2K9, which is really deep. It is really, really deep. And it's, it's frustrating... Because the last good, really good Madden was Madden NFL 08, and it did so much, it did stuff that the current Madden does not do. It has the Tony Bruno show, it has create your own franchise, make an expansion franchise, have an expansion draft, have a uh, uh, full-fledged franchise, um, make your own uniforms, do all this stuff, and it's like... It does so many things... That and then you have all pro uh, football 2K7, I want to say it was, or trying to remember which one it was. The last uh, uh, 2K uh, football game, and it had fade passes, it had realistic blocking, it had realistic defensive AI, and all that stuff. And here's the thing I'm gonna, I should on NBA 2K 22, but the one thing that it has over Madden and that MLB the show has over Madden too, is at least the gameplay is realistic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: At least the core gameplay is perfect. It's just distorted by by oh. by virtual currency. Yeah. And there are a lot of game modes I like at MLB the show. But the problem is that um it's distorted by Diamond Dynasty. And I couldn't give two spots about Diamond Dynasty. Have you played MLB The Show this year?
1: No, I haven't. Okay. There's been a lot of other games I've been playing around with this year, and I haven't made it around to like. I just don't. Have, I just don't. If it's got, if it, if it pushes itself past modes that don't have to do with either setting up a, a, an entire season or playing with somebody else, I don't give a shit. I do franchise why, modes, or career modes. Which is why I haven't cared about Madden, or two, NBA 2K, or pretty much any of those games for a long time.
0: And, um, I haven't played, uh, out-of-the-park baseball this year. It'll eventually be on Game Pass, so I'll, I'll play it then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just miss having sports games that are sports games. That's why uh, Super Mega Baseball 3 was such a disappointment. Um, they had a chance, they had a chance, you know, but they just recycled to and did some weird stuff with it that made me say, you know, two is better than three. This is a very depressing podcast right now. Well,
1: <laughs> we don't have much to rail about. Then I, I, I don't have much more to say about this this topic than what we've already said.
0: It's just depressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sports games suck right now. I re- that's why I keep what that's why I'm keeping a close eye on what Konami's doing with uh, ETH ironically. With but they're,
0: they're here's the thing they're making more money than ever. That's the, that's the big ironic thing. No,
1: no. Like th- that's why I'm paying close attention to what Konami's doing with eFootball right now. Because if that free-to-play model where they plan to just update it in perpetuity and like sell seasons succeeds, that's something that I would kind of like to see come to other sports games.
0: Yeah, I will make I'll make us feel better. Scott, have you ever played Spelunky? Uh no, I have not. Well, both Spelunkies were just released on Switch. Awesome. If you ever want to play a great um, roguelike platformer, that's the one.
2: Oh, we'll I, I know that, that
0: TJ is a big
1: fan of Spelunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Spelunky is always fun. I love that game. I haven't had a chance to fiddle with it in a while, but, like, every one, every time I turn that game on, it's uh, a fun exercise in how it's going to kill me. Are you still excited for
0: Skatebird, TJ?
1: I don't know. There's been a lot of skateboard news since, uh, since Skatebird was first announced, and I feel like a lot of it has kind of stolen that game's thunder.
0: Mm. Yeah, but it's still Tony Hawk with a bird. And when I say Tony Hawk with a bird, I mean literally Tony Hawk with a bird. I don't know. I I just am patiently waiting for Diablo 2 to come out. I'll play it on PC because I can't play Diablo with a a controller. And that I know I'm going to play this shit out of.
1: Are you there?
2: Yeah, I'm still here.
0: Oh, okay, you stopped commenting.
2: Well, I I did play that game back in the 90s. Tony you know, Hawk? No, the Diablo 2. Oh,
0: well, no. Diablo 2 came out in 2000.
2: Oh, 2000. Okay, well, I, it, it was a long time ago.
0: A very long time ago.
2: Here's the, the thing.
0: It still holds up if I play it. The original.
2: Which one? The first Fulunky?
1: No, No, Diablo 2. Oh.
2: uh, You know, because he he was saying that he was looking forward to it. Oh, I'm looking forward uh, to it
0: because it's... It's the one game I know they can't fuck up. Oh, jeez, now I remember Warcraft (laughs) 3. But of course, this is Vicarious Visions, so at least there's that. (laughs) And I know that TJ is now a huge Vicarious Visions fan for what they did with... Um, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Spyro, and... Jesus, I can't believe I forgot his name.
2: Spyro Crash is Bandicoot. a game I need to play. I, I really need to play Spyro.
0: They did Tony Hawk 1 and 2, they did, they did, um, Crash Bandicoot, and I know that you can trust them with, um, with remastering a game, because they've already done it several times, and they've done it to perfection.
1: Yes. It's really hard to support Activision Blizzard right now, what with everything going on there. But I don't know. I want I want to see I want to see Vicarious Vision succeed at yeah. least.
0: But is, uh, the King's Bounty was released, and I have a copy of it. I Haven't played it yet though. This Morose podcast, which is looking, hopefully, to future games that are good. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say right now, um, Scott, I, I definitely think you should get Spelunky. At least the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it's an addictive game, because it's the sort of game in which you, you, you play, you decide, you know, I'm just going to play around, and then you find yourself having played three hours or four hours of it. 'Cause it has That's that really just fun. one more that just one more time feel to it.
2: One more turn. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, look for our show notes at GamingPodcast.net along with the industry news or our gaming history articles. We need your feedback leave us comments on our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also set us up at Facebook.com slash gaming Subscribe to us and iTunes. Leave us on iTunes comments. You can find me at Twitter at Jonah Falcon.
2: You can find me at Johnny Chugs. You can find me at law And hopefully we'll have
0: Oh Jesus Christ. Um, did you hear the latest I can't believe I'm forgetting this now the latest Activision Blizzard news
1: which one uh, Why, um, were, they shred, were they allegedly shredded documents
0: yeah the they just shredded all the documents that they were supposed to send to California
2: <laughs> which is super illegal I know <laughs> but good Lord, I remember how you saying this can't get worse and it keeps getting worse apparently
0: you wanna know how it really got worse? Activision Blizzard stock just soared and is doing better than any video game publisher right now.
1: That's the worst news. <laughs> That's stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> the stock market is so the stock market is sociopathic. Yes. Uh,
2: which I think it hardly ever has anything to do with the actual game. It's just people playing, you know, with Monopoly money. It feels like, and just saying, oh, let's, this, this is worth 200 or whatever, and just pumping it up because they can. And it has nothing to do with, you know, is the game good or are they have a good company? It's just no, they just pumping it up because they can. Here's the thing. Um, EA actually talked about this a few days ago.
0: Um, their executive, Chris Bruzzo, said that you're always going to have bad actors, you know, toxic people in your company. The thing is that you have to deal with it, which is what Activision did not do. Like, EA just fired Apex Legends developer Daniel Z. Klein because of racist and sexist blocks, uh, comments he made in a, in a blog in 2007.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, well, he was he was still in his 30s when he brought him, so it wasn't a youthful indiscretion. I mean, EA has an entire team dedicating to investigating complaints and taking necessary stops to address them. Activision does not. Microsoft has it. And they've been on the ball since the late 80s about this stuff. They were doing shit that only now are people doing, like uh, gay rights and... Um, and toxic workplace stuff, and all this stuff Microsoft has been doing for a long, long time. There's no excuse for Activision not having a team dedicated to this sort of stuff. This is human. Re- this is HR, you know. Yeah. And there's, you know, and I, I hate to sound like a um, a, like a broken record, but you know, it's the people in the top. You-know-who, it's their fault, but they want to have a environment of, of scared and intimidated and mistrust and all that stuff. I'm still waiting for Bobby Kot- Kotek to leave.
1: Yeah, he's never going to leave. He's going to keep milking that company for all, he's, for all it's worth until... I mean, he's never going to leave of his own volition, that is. And the
0: shareholders can kick him out, if I, uh,
1: I, I hope. <laughs> it would be nice. It sounds like the shareholders are getting pretty fucking sick of him, so yeah. that's at least good. And, you know, I'm not going to
0: boycott Activision Blizzard because, A, I know someone who works there. B, um, you know, why would I want to punish Vicarious, Vicarious Visions? Because here's the thing about developers, you know they have that fucking thing hanging around their neck. You better sell this many copies of this title,
1: and better have this Metacritic score, or we're gonna gut you like a fish. Are you
2: done? Yeah. Who
1: was it? There was a who was the developer that was actually basing their bonuses on Metacritic scores? Oh, I think that was um. Well, I remember
0: it happened to the original Infinity Ward. Someone, they, they got an 86 on the game and they weren't going to get anything else unless it was a 90 or something like that. I don't know. If, I think it was Infinity Ward. I'm not sure. Which is just gross. I know it at one of the major companies and it's like, you're depending on critics for your paycheck, really? And if you get an 88, that's not good enough? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> this this podcast just keeps on getting more and more depressing, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. uh, hopefully next week we won't be quite as pathetic. Gross. Gross depressing. <sighs> what games are coming out next week that we'll be able to talk about?
2: Uh, next week? Not sure. Let me see.
0: I hope there's something that's interesting.
2: Uh,
0: I mean, I don't care about WRC 10... Oh, you know, Pathfinder Wrath the Righteous DLC is coming out. That's about the only thing, really. Um, if you have a PS5, you'll finally be able to play the medium. Oh, and Sonic Colors Ultimate will be coming out. And that's one Sonic game that I've heard good things about. As well as Life is Strange, True colors coming out. Remember when I said that there were no WarioWare games coming out? Well, guess what? There's a Switch WarioWare coming out on the 10th.
2: Oh, yeah, see, get it together. Well, that looks good. So you'll finally have your WarioWare for the Switch. And then there's Eastward, which is a, uh, I believe, a post-apocalyptic world, or at least a world that's falling apart. And uh, it's very um, retro graphics and... uh, Let's see, who made it again? Oh, yeah, I think this is the Crosscode people? Or no, it's the Stardew people. No, it's, I think it's... No, it was Chucklefish. Yeah, Chucklefish is an old, old developer. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're doing eSports, so I look forward to that, because they had good music and good graphics, and just... They, they know how to make a good game.
0: And I think I'm just going to make a new save file of Psychonauts 2 and play it again. That's true. I mean, uh, there's a now knowing the ending and who the real big bad is. I want to play it again to see the the, uh, clues that they lay. Are you gonna play Second Us Two again, TJ?
1: Um, probably. I played it for review the first time. I'm probably gonna play do a playthrough with Sam the second time. With who? My spouse. Oh, with your your spouse.
0: Okay. I thought you meant that you. Can, I was like, wait, there's a new game plus in which you can play as a different character. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know why you'd want to play as Sam from the game. She's creepy. Yeah. So as you know, Sam is the sister of Dogan Bull, and she's just cruel to animals. Anyways, uh, we will see you next week.
2: Happy gaming, everyone.
1: Have fun.
0: Be cool. Play games, y'all. Yo. Unless you're from the higher ups at Activision Blizzard.
1: Yeah, screw you then.